<laughs> Dude, his red contacts were legitimately like the most frightening thing I'd seen. I, I don't oh, think Hollywood has ever scared me the way <laughs> Dingle's red contacts did. I don't even, I can't even put it into words. Welcome, everyone, to the CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the 18th. We are in the off-season, which means off-season podcast topics. Um, I believe this one came um, from the message board, though we've discussed something similar to this before. Uh, we've done something similar to this before, um, but we are going to give you... Um, uh, a pretty uh, a pretty fun little uh, little podcast here. We'll get into the topic here in just a second. Let me go around and introduce everybody first. In Fishersville, moderator extraordinaire. You, this is what you're stuck with until you come up with something else. David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend? It's going well. Um, yeah, nothing funny. Just congrats to Chris Glazer for uh, signing with the Chiefs because I don't. I think thought we you were going to say for officially. being the best bowler. Yeah, um, and, and evidently the best bowler on the Chiefs. You mean uh, you mean Chris Glazer Jr., right? His, Jr., his dad, yeah. His dad didn't oh, that's sign true. with the Chiefs. That's yeah. true. Well, his congratulations to Chris Glazer Sr. for making it through the celebration they had in Cleveland on Friday night um, <laughs> and surviving. So, yeah, who days on the board at who days on Twitter. <laughs> Up in Loudon, uh, Editor-in-Chief Justin Ferber is also on the program. How's it going, my dude? It's good. Um, got about three weeks up here left. Um, just soaking it all in, you know, getting ready to – Head back down to Charlottesville and see what's going on. That's pretty much it. That was a really terrible intro, but that was really bad. Whatever. He said whatever. I mean, at this point, like people are just like hitting the 15 seconds of head button, right? Like, <laughs> it depends. Let's just hope they're not hitting the 30 seconds because then they add Justin the underscore Ferber on Twitter. Yeah. Sorry to the people who didn't hit the button enough and caught the end of this. <laughs> if you if you don't know what buttons we're talking about, don't look it out. Don't don't search them out. Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in game updates, the content items, and the occasional we banter. All right. So tonight we are going to select. We're doing a draft. All right. We are going to do our best shot, at least, of picking. Our best Tony Bennett era Virginia basketball teams. Now, uh, if I'm wrong in any of this, one of the other two um, of my co-hosts will jump in here. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to have three rounds. Sorry, not three. Eight rounds. Um, we're going to pick eight-man teams. Uh, snake draft format. Um, these are players who played for Tony Bennett at Virginia. Okay? Um, that's that's the only requis- requirement. Okay? They played for Tony at UVA. Um, anybody's on the board. Uh, we 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 are about we we have not decided, and we're about to uh, uh, adjudicate this as to the <laughs> the quote unquote point of this. Right? Are we trying to put a team together that is the best team? Are we trying to put together a team that is like our favorite guys, or um, just like beat each other's teams? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Are we just we're trying, trying to, to beat win each a dream team. team tournament? 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So, do we think is that is that the parameter here? Is that we're trying to win a three team tournament? Essentially, I'm, you're just trying to beat the other two in the in the discussion here. Yes, I and think- we invite the listeners to take a look at our rosters and debate on the board which of the three would win. You know, if they played a round robin style tournament. Okay. Um. So a five man starting lineup, three man bench, because that's about all Tony plays anyway. So <laughs> that seems about right. I mean, that's pretty much what anybody plays now. But yeah. Also, yeah. like, I'm not gonna like. I know that there could be some gamesmanship and like try to beat each other's teams, but my plan is maybe I'm just being wholesome. My plan is just to go and try to build the best possible team. Like, okay. I'm not gonna be like, oh, Brad took a bunch of big men, so I'm gonna take guards that can run around in circles. Well, that you was know, gonna you be, won't be able question. to guard them. Like. <laughs> Is you know. you know how true to you know real positions are we trying to be? Um, I think I you mean, can I, do whatever you want. Okay, cool. That's that's kind of what I was yeah. hoping you'd say. But uh, I think yeah. like what we should do is like I was telling Dave this earlier when we were discussing it. I think what we should do is we should try to like all right. So like let's say I take a player that could be like a two or a three, and I put them at the two in the first round, and then in the third round I realize like ah oh, crap, I want to take another two. Then I can explain, like, actually, like, that two I took, I'm moving now to the three in this lineup. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, yeah, I like the idea of giving whole... some rationales as we build. Yeah, I like because you could be yeah. like, actually, I, I'm pivoting. Like, I decided I'm going to go small and put, like, DeAndre Hunter at the four and then right. or whatever, you know. So yeah. yeah, and at the end, I think we should say, hey, this, based on the eight I was able to draft, this is my starting five, this is my bench. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. And I th- just to make it clear, like, you know, if we draft someone – say joe harris we get over player we're drafting we're drafting at the peak of their career yeah that's really relevant for guys like jay huff yes because like it's like all right am i getting like the guy that could barely play mm-hmm. jay huff or like they or <laughs> yeah. get on the court i mean or the guy who would get or the guy at the end of his career that they kind of put it together you know yeah, third round I draft good Jay Huff because Justin didn't specify. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, also, okay, so one other thing, like I'm not going to try to get too like wonky with this, but like is there any sort of like penalty in this for taking a guy that maybe didn't play as much for Tony? Um, no, but I had, don't think is so. Is like a I, good I, player? No, I think know? so. If, basically the Sylvan Landisberg um, quandary. Yeah, I mean, um, that wasn't really who I was thinking. I was thinking more like Sam Hauser. Okay, that's um, fair. Now, I think you're, you know, again, you're talking about the pinnacle. I do think that if we're if we're going to have this conversation, we seem we we probably should make sure that it's like college specific, right? Like Landisberg doesn't get credit for being really good beyond whatever he did in that yeah, jersey. It playing in Israel yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. He's the like, best they were in Virginia Jersey, right? Exactly. So like, like a transfer, we can't draft like Shea who scored more in Iowa State, or like right. or like Billy Barron. Exactly. Yeah. They are who, who they became were. like a quite a good college player at a smaller school. Yeah, yeah. I like it. They are who they were. Yeah. Good podcast title there, Brad. I'm yeah. writing and it down. And another caveat, and y'all can disagree or not. We're drafting a team to play in Tony Bennett's system. Correct. Yeah, I was going to ask, do they have to run the pack line or can I just yeah, like so run and go? In this yeah. team, yeah. Okay. All right. I think that make I think that makes sense because otherwise you could do like some really weird stuff. I think you have to be like, nope, they're playing Tony Bennett style of basketball. Yeah. So for in the interest of full disclosure for the audience, so when this uh, popped up today and we discussed this, um, we we used an internet uh, randomizer. Um, The names listed on the thing that I saw (laughs) said (laughs) said Dave Dave, or Brad. Or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah, this is like the uh, La La Land Moonlight thing all over. <laughs> so this, so I have been, I have spent 
hours now thinking I was picking third and fourth because it's a snake draft. Well, I'm not. I get to pick first. So uh, as I change my strategy on the fly, um, please forgive me if my team is is terrible. Um, you guys ready to do this? Let's do it. I All think right. so. Does anybody have the NFL draft? Or I think we need to have Damon come back to do oh, that. Oh, right? I know. All right. With the first pick in the uh, all-time Tony Bennett uh, or UVA draft, I can't say all-time Tony Bennett because you know there's some dudes he coached elsewhere. Uh, oh man, I I really am unprepared for picking first. I, I I think this for me really comes down to two players. All right, it's Malcolm Brogdon and Joe Harris um, for me at least. Okay, um, with Brogdon, I feel like I get more versatility. And I'm not sure because I pick first. I'm not sure what after the turn, what are my guard situations going to be once he gets back to me. And so I feel like I'm a little bit more insulated if I've got Brogdon. Um, we all know I mean, he's a national defensive player of the year. He's a consensus All American. Um, considering, you know, all of the different things he brings to the table, I don't think I can go wrong with picking Brogdon. That being said, Joe Harris. I mean, I have such a special place in my heart for that kid. Um, because of you know the time frame that he was here and what he did for the program while he was there, um, even his senior year, I mean he was a very reliable shooter um, and certainly had you know stepped his game up defensively. Um, it's a tough pick for me, um, and I and I feel very strange picking between two guys who were not on the national championship team, um, but I am going to go with Malcolm Brogdon with my first pick. Reaction, excellent choice. Don't that would that was uh, he was oh, number one on my board. So that, that was the, me, uh, that was the play. We did I don't know if you guys did this exercise, but we decided we'd do something fun, and all of us took a guess who we thought the other oh, two crap. would definitely pick. Yeah. Um. So we'll reveal that at the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, will, I actually I have my, I actually have my my guys for you too. So yeah. Okay, right. I, will, I will I will get that done, but by the end of the by the end of course, I I knew Brad had the first pick when I made my choice. Yeah, so see, I didn't. Yeah, see, I'm glad that I forgot because. All right, so who goes second again? Who goes I second? Uh, Ferber. All right. Uh, all right. Who's Ferber gonna pick? Yeah. So this is kind of a tough choice. Um, I kind of the two names that you mentioned were definitely in play. Um, I'm gonna go with a different name. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, the most talented player that Tony has coached. I swear coached. to God, I just wrote down Dre next to your name right here. I yep. promise you I did that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, by the end of his UVA career, um, he was – I mean, I he went fourth in the draft for a reason. Like, super talented. They don't win the national championship without him. The dude scored, like, 30 points in the national title game. He is one of the best defenders that Tony ever coached um, by the end of his career. Just has the versatility to guard one through four – had the ability to shoot, to get to the rim. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about how different UVA teams have had. It's like, man, it, it could really benefit from just having a guy that can just score in a bunch of different ways. I don't have that problem. Um, you know, I, I, I was kind of hoping that you would do something weird and, and Brogdon would fall to me just because he has a little bit more versatility in terms of what he can do with ball handling. But I'm definitely happy to get Dre at, at the second spot and, and we'll see what my lineup looks like by the end in terms of like what position he ends up at. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel if I did not have the first pick, all right. My, my problem with Dre is that I, 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 I kind of felt like for the first pick me personally, I don't know, but if you guys sort of 
been in the same spot if you'd had the first. But like I felt like I needed to go with something to protect myself from that turn. And mm-hmm. you can put a lot of guys around Dre to um you know, he doesn't he doesn't it's not like he needs a lot of help, right? But I just felt like if I went wing that early and I didn't have a primarily ball handler, you know, I could really be sort of stuck. Oh, your pick makes a hundred percent. I mean, you picked the oh, best yeah. you picked the guy that probably had the most success of any Tony Bennett I mean, player yeah, he's in, what, in yeah, college. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was the ACC player of the year. <laughs> like, but the thing about Dre is that like when you think about the guys, you know, because again, this is Tony's system, right? Like 2019 is in for all intents and purposes, like the blueprint for how you want it to go. If you're Tony, right. Um, you know, you've got a really talented, you know, uh, versatile piece in Dre. You've got two standout guards and Ty and Kyle who can hit threes, can dribble, you know, can, can do a lot of that stuff, you know, improve defensively. Right. You've got an extra ball handler and Kihei. You've got a, a big, a combo with with Jack Salt and Mamadi Diakite. You've got Braxton, so he can you can get that three four four three sort of thing working. Um, you know that is the blueprint. So Dre off that team, I mean, he was the best player on that team. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, trust me, I did the random list today. I wanted to redo it when I hit third because, but I was hoping <laughs> maybe, you're in a good spot though. I feel like in some ways no, third but, is easier because you sort of let it fall to but, you. But no, yeah, third is right. but but you don't get to pick again for a while after you do two in a row. That's so you true. Gotta, you can lose a lot of talent. Um, I'll be honest. Like I knew Brogdon was going to be gone. I was hoping Dre would fall to me because then I could build an elite defensive squad. Um, man, it makes it more interesting for me, but I think my team probably took a hit. Well, my team definitely, if you can't get DeAndre Hunter, of course you need to take a hit. Um, so be, in the snake draft, I got the next two picks, and then I don't pick again until what pick. I can't do the math. Pick nine, maybe. Um, so I gotta, I gotta get some guys I've got protected. Um, how I want to build my squad. Hunter was definitely number one on my list because I knew Brogdon would be gone, but I can't touch him. Um, so to me, it comes down to two guys, and this is no offense to anyone else, but um, Joe well, if Harris, it comes down to two guys, you can just take them. <laughs> I could, but I can't. I don't want to take two because they're not the one. You'll see. I'm like, you remember draft day when he had that little real sheet of paper and he said, so-and-so, no matter mm-hmm. what. I got Vontae Mack. Yeah, Vontae Mack, no matter what. Um, yeah, I got one written. Oh, I can tell you, I, I got to kill Mitchell no matter what. So he's going He's going to be my fourth pick. Um, Ooh, overdraft. It is, but I can't get him again. I won't get him at nine. I will and say the bigs, the bigs are gonna the bigs are gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go like um, between Joe Harris and Kyle Guy. Like Joe Harris, I think is a better all around player, but Kyle Guy is. There's not many guys, <laughs> not many uh, dudes who are that clutch and shoot that well. It, uh, I'm torn. I'm gonna I'm gonna like this is oh I love Joe Harris. He's my favorite player, but I'm gonna take Kyle Guy just because of what he does. Just how clutch he is. I'm gonna go Kyle Guy because there's not a better shooter. You know, clutch shooter. Joe Harris was a great shooter. Malcolm was a great shooter, but Kyle Guy did it in the biggest moments, um, on the biggest stage. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take him third, and you guys can critique it all you want. <laughs> well, I think. Listen, if I had been because I did prepare <laughs> in my mental in my mind yeah. palace right to to pick third. I assumed Brogdon would be gone, and I assumed Dre would be gone. So I thought I was picking third, and I was probably going to go um, Joe Harris and Kyle Guy, um, probably back to back, because 
even though there is a little bit of overlap because they're both really good shooters and everything, anybody I put with them now, the pressure is, is not like, especially for, for that other guard, the pressure is yeah. not bad. It's not on them. I, I think Kyle is the, is an easy choice here. Um, simply because you're one, it's your first pick and two, you know who your second pick's going to be. <laughs> right. And because yeah. you were in that third spot, that was the other thing that really played into my thought process when I thought I was picking third and fourth. Right? Is it like, oh, it's not you're not picking one guy, you're picking two. Well, then you get to you get to look at tandems, right? So now yeah. if you're going to take Kyle and I mean, we, I guess we can talk about Akil here too, <laughs> since that's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm, uh, spoiler, I'm taking Akil next, and uh, I'll tell why after <laughs> you go through this. Uh, th- that's a really good tandem because now you've got you've got a, a mobile big, the best do it right. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of what we've seen, um, I, I feel like that. But do you know how good, is, do you know how good the Dre Akil combination would have been? Yeah. You, like, you had to I keep that away from tournament. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> also Herber. it's funny. I didn't even really think about this until just now, but I had Akil Mitchell down as Brad's pick. <laughs> Listen, Akil, Akil was, was, was probably one of four guys that I, I desperately wanted. Yeah. Um, and so, Akil to me, like he was the one, when I found out that. When we did the randomizer, I knew I had fourth. I didn't think a kill would last till my third round pick. Um, and look, like that dude was basically a tall DeAndre Hunter on the defensive side. Um, I mean, literally, he can guard two to five, you know. Um, so t- to me, just that versatility, and because we're going to be running Bennett's system, we all remember his defense, but like his senior year, he was an offensive dude too. So I'm going to get more points out of him than. Yeah, he did sort of develop a little bit bit on the offensive end of the floor. Didn't he average like 14 points? I want to say it was like 10, but I don't remember, like his senior year. But actually, I think the year before that, he might have averaged a little bit more because that was before like AG and Justin Anderson sort of – and Malcolm Brogdon came back. So I think like more was on his plate. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he he certainly isn't an offensive liability like a lot of bigs are. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, like he's – I know it's probably – you know, look, Joe here – Picking a kill before Joe Harris should be if you got everyone can give me grief for it, but I'm trying to build a team and I got <laughs> I gotta take a big. So Kyle Guy, third, Akil Mitchell, fourth, and I am building around that. All, All right. right, I guess I'm up again. Yeah, you're up, Ferber. This is a player that I did not think I would be drafting tonight. Um, I just didn't think the way that it would fall that he would be there. <laughs> um and it's not a need, but I'm just going to take the top player on my board, and that's Joe Harris. Um, you know, an all ACC player, quintessential Tony Bennett player, so you know, so critical in the you know ascension of the program, and um, obviously an amazing offensive player. Um, could shoot a lot of threes, did all the little things. Great cutter, um, not like the world's best defender, but like certainly not a liability. Um, or I don't think he is anyway, a good leader. Um, I just think it's, I think it's a pretty solid pick. And the question now becomes, how do I build my team with him and Hunter? Um, but I mean, if nothing else, I feel like Joe could sort of, if you think about like Dre on the 2019 team, you know, you're sort of replacing Kyle with Joe Harris and they're not quite the same player, but they do a lot of the same things. Well, so, um, and Joe brings a different level of like physicality. So, yeah, happy to get him. Uh, it sort of makes my team a little weird, but I think, you know, it's it's definitely like two good players. Yeah, the best pick of the draft so far. He's top three, you know, at least probably yeah. top two. But 
I mean, I did consider him. I mean, Brad said he considered taking him first. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Um, I just, I'm glad I'm yeah. happy to get him at number whatever we're at now, five or whatever. It is. The thing about the thing about a draft that is very interesting is that like none of these things happen in a vacuum. Right. For example, like I, I genuinely did come down to Malcolm and, and Joe, um, but I understand why Joe fell where he fell, because Dave's strategy, given where Dave is picking. Right. Once Dre's off the board, now he's got those two picks. You know, Kyle and Akeel make a lot of sense. Um, it it really pains me that you don't, that you don't Joe though, because I was really you know as as we're talking, I'm like, well, crap, he might fall. And then Honestly, I'm like, well, snap, you know, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said out loud that I was concerned for the other. Four well, it's ones. one of those things too where I was thinking like I don't really quote unquote need him because there's sort of some overlap with Dre's skill set and his, but I also don't want you guys to have him. Yeah, so that's that, right. that made it like an easy call. I was like, all right, yeah, he's well, probably, like, I, if, if I don't want him to go to Brad's team, then I should just take him. Well, he yeah. was probably best available on the board. He was probably best available. Yeah. The only reason I didn't pick on a pair with Akil is because I'm, then I'm building a team that already existed. And I'm trying to build something. Right. So. That's uh, true, too. Yeah. So, all right, I, I'm, I'm in a quandary now. So with Joe off the board, I've got to pick second and third. Sorry, my, my, my second round and third round picks together here. <clears throat> I, I I have Malcolm who gives me a potential point guard, but we all know he was better at the two than he was as a true one. You, you want him as like your other ball handler. And I'm kind of going back on th- back and forth on three different guys here. Um, I, I don't know what you guys did to prepare for this, but I had I basically had a list of guards, a list of wings forwards, and I had a list of bigs. And... My my goal here is to not have to take any of my, you know, you know, essentially not fall more than one line below wherever they were on my on my board, um, and so it makes a lot of sense to me when I look at my board that I'm like, well, the only guy of my first top two picks in e- at each position left right now is Darion Atkins. I, I think maybe it's a little early. Obviously, Dave already has a keel. Um, he's gonna have to go. A little elsewhere, right? Ferber's this is where you can start getting into the gamesmanship of being like he already has a center, so I don't right exactly, or he doesn't need one. Ferber has you know two guys who are essentially wings right now, right? Um, You know you're gonna have to. I think I could play Dre at the four, but then you're playing sort of like a five. Yeah, you're playing like a yeah, you're you're playing some small ball, and you're you're gonna have to play the Tony Bennett version of the five out, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the. The most free flowing. But I mean, they did play in the national championship game. They, no, they definitely did. Clark and, and Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, You could do a DeAndre lot. Hunter. Listen, you you could clear if you can. Clear, if there's anything we learned from 19 is that you can clear out for DeAndre Hunter if he's got shooters around him. It's it's lethal, and you've got a great one with Joe. Um, so anyway, here here's my thought. Here's my thought process. Ty Jerome uh, is 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 right there in my in my book with Darion Atkins, and then Trey Murphy was of the of the wings and forwards. This thing really falls off a cliff. Um, so I think for my first pick, I think I am going to take Ty Jerome. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Ty Jerome here. Um, he was number three on my guards behind Malkin and, and Kyle Guy. Um, shooter, primary ball handler. Um, I just would, I mean, I would have loved to have seen a team with him and Malcolm together. Like, you know, at the like height of their powers, sort of. A thing. lot of like, maturity in the yeah. backcourt. Seriously, and you would not, you would never rattle them under too. any yeah. under any circumstances. Um, the one thing that does for me though is I need to get a little bit athletic. You know, like, um, you know, I, I I need a little bounce, 
And Akil Mitchell would have been perfect here, for the record. This was, this was yeah. the spot I was kind of hoping to fall to. Thanks, Dave. Um, hey, Dre and Akil together would have been like the most athletic squad going right now. So that's true. Um, so I, I think with so w- with the first pick of the third round, if I'm talking about going with Malcolm and, and Ty, oh man, am I really gonna? T- it, I mean, we're we're talking about Trey. Mur- we all know Trey Murphy was ridiculously good last year, um, and he certainly has proven it at the next level. I think the only other option here, if I'm if I'm not gonna go with a wing forward, is to go with a big. So then it's either Darion or Mike Scott for me. I can't take AG here because I need I need more than that, and I don't feel like either one of the two other guys really give me that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take Trey Murphy, and at least in this, at least now, if I'm trying to slow down Joe and Dre, at least now I've got Malcolm and Trey to to do something with them. Um, we don't have them, so it's a good pick. <laughs> that was going to be my case for Trey Murphy in like the second or the third round. Was like he can do like I don't know. 90 percent of what DeAndre Hunter can do. Yeah, he, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, give me yeah, give me Ty and then Dre. Sorry, Ty and then Trey. Yeah, I, like, I mean I'll take Dre if you want to. If you want to <laughs> trade, trade I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah, um, those I think those are good picks. I didn't expect you to take Trey Murphy there, honestly, but I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Um, wait, wait, what did you expect me to do then? I was you hoping did. he wasn't because it would fall I, to me. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that I. I don't think your strategy is good. I think it's more like I just didn't know that he was – I was like, oh, he wasn't really like on my radar for you to take him right there. I just didn't think you would take him. Gotcha. Um, and I clearly wasn't going to take him because of what I have on my team now. Um, I kind of thought you might go like point guard and big. And I was really worried that you were going to take Ty Jerome um, because that was the guy I really wanted to come back to me. But I was like, yeah, he probably won't. So – I've been thinking about like I have different strategies. So I have Joe Harris and DeAndre Hunter on my team. I could go big here and, and solidify that position, um, which is quite frankly, I'm just looking at like a list of players. It's just not nearly as deep as the other three spots. Um, so I mean, like, yeah, there's definitely some, you know, pressure to take one here. But Dave has a keel, which gives me a little bit of help. And, you know, like if he wants to take a bunch of bigs, he can. But I think what I need is somebody – I don't have a ball handler, a primary ball handler, and I can always use athleticism and defense on this team. So I'm going to go Reese Beekman. Reese Beekman's wow. going to be my point guard. Wow. That yep. is a that is a That's a pick. And Reese Beekman, I think, is a perfect fit for this team. He's got shooters yeah, around him. Scores. He can get in the lane. He can defend the ball. Um, we have a lot of length on this team. He's a perfect fit for – I mean, we've talked a lot about the fit of this current UVA team. I think this is the kind of team that Reese would thrive in. Damn, so I'm, I'm happy really to good. get him here. Yeah, that's really So I was, that's where I was. I was like, I, I, I'd love to have Ty, but if not, I'm taking Reese speaking. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. That's, that's a good pick. That's a really good – that's really smart too because what that also does is it keeps up – you know, you, you, you're not only going to have an incredible defensive squad, right – but so that basically keeps those bona fides. But then you're also going to have. I mean, he's he's perfect to have those length and, and that length and shooters. And I don't need him to be like an amazing shooter, right? You could just need him to try to. That's to why I wouldn't take like London Perantis right there because it's like that's cool. Like he's not a problem to have, but like I don't need. I need what Reese brings more than what he brings, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. and also you. like, you know, not to give away strategy and stuff, but like the. <laughs> 
the point guard position is is also like running out of dudes. So yeah. like, yeah. which was one, which was part of my thinking and getting Ty. Honestly, was yeah. like this 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 list will not last long. Yeah, yeah, and you can stretch it a little bit, but like you, you have to if you don't have ball hand where your team's just gonna look weird. Yeah, I, hear I was you. really liking being the third pick before this all started a lot better than I am now. Um, <laughs> but now I, you get to make two when picks. Brad was talking about Atkins and I knew who Justin had. I was like, please pick Atkins because then Murphy's going to fall to me and I got a Keel and Kyle guy and Trey Murphy. That's a pretty good start. Um, Cause look, the, to me, like the one thing Virginia, you know, if you look at wings, you know, true threes, um, you know, DeAndre's a clear, like if you want to go a pure wing, DeAndre's number one. You can argue Brogdon's a wing, um, can play that position, and then Murphy would be three. And then no offense to any of the other guys, I think it's a decent drop-off to anyone else who's played that position. Um, so it leaves me in a tough spot. You know, I've got a shooting guard and a power forward. Um, I don't want to load up on bigs, but, you know, at this point, I mean, I, look, uh, I had to take a kill before I wanted to trying to think of these names and who you guys would pick because <laughs> I got to cover myself. I need a point. I mean, Kyle can run a little bit, but look in Tony's system, I think I'd rather him be running off the of screens than initiating the offense. Um, there are some guys there. Who do I want to go next? Uh, this is what I said in our thread before the thing. I was yeah. like, once we get to like the third or the fourth round, it's going to get real weird. I mean, get wonky. just pick in here. Like, I mean, I feel like Hassan I'm. Hassan Sen is staring you in the face, Dave. Oh, wait. Well, I know. I'm, I kind of know one of the guys I'm going to take, but I'm trying to make sure I'm not missing anybody here. Um, and Taylor and, Barnett is available. And how they fit, right? Like, it's, it's how they fit with what you have. Um, yeah, that's right. I need a wing. I mean, there's so many good players that I. Like, I got a bench, too. <laughs> so, man, I wouldn't mind having some of these guys come off the bench. All right. Am I gonna Damn, I really like my team. And then I just looked at Brad's and was like, that's a really good yeah, team. Brad's is really good. Um, <laughs> uh, is it too early to pick him? Who needs him? It is. I got, look, there's one. At this point, I've got to, uh, I can't, uh, this is going to be, y'all going to crucify me, but I'm going to go Jay Huff right now. Um, hey, to hey I considered it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, because he can play five with a keel. Um, Gives me some offense in the five that no one, no other true five is going to give me. Um, and I can kind of invert the offense with him. Um, so I'll go Jay Huff with pick number nine overall, my third. So that gives me Kyle Guy. Akira, yeah, let's do Jay a team Huff. recap real quick. Yeah, uh, so. Brad has Ty Jerome, Malcolm Brogdon, and Trey Murphy. I have Reese Beekman, Joe Harris, and DeAndre Hunter. And Dave has Kyle Guy, Akil Mitchell, and Jay Huff. David's losing so far. Um, so you got see, you got a lot of heart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, the fa- also, also, some, also, um, Dave's team would be the fan favorite of the teams, and I'll just leave it at that. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I don't want to tell. I don't want to. How guy and Jay Huff together? I, I right, the, the building sure. couldn't. The building could not <laughs> withstand it. All right, the building could not withstand having Cow Guy and now Kyle he's got to balance it out with Kia Clark. No, I. I want you to like, pick I, like I want you to pick like uh, Billy Barron and walk off the field. <laughs> right now. He oh, did have like one big game. Like if I'm you want to use that as the reference point. If we, if uh, I'll take, save it for we'll, later. Take Will Sherrill and just call it a night. 
Well, you need your team to practice well, right? So I was going to draft James Johnson ninth because wow. he's the best practice player going. Wow. Um, <laughs> Austin Nichols is available. He had like yeah. 20 points against St. Francis or whatever. That just helps my recruiting ranking. Uh, I'm I'm tempted right here with the 10th pick to take Darian Atkins just so Brad or Justin can't have him. Um, <laughs> yeah, then your team is really in trouble. But then then I got to hope that some guards fall to me. Um, and at this point, it's just how do they fit with Kyle Guy? Um, I can make an argument for couple guys here uh, i don't want to name them in case some reason you guys are having a moment and forget they exist um but i'm gonna go with justin anderson right here um that was a good pick because that's who i yeah, probably because i think i can play the three i think he can play the three when i got keel and huff um i mean he can play with kyle guy they could play one two depending on what i get so i'm gonna take him for his versatility and athleticism probably the most most athletic player in bennett's era and having a wonderful G League career. So I will uh, – not that that counts. But hey, he's I been will, bouncing back and forth to the NBA, okay? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's I mean, still he hanging like 25 around. 25 points a game in the G League this year. Yeah. Um, anyway, I will, though that doesn't count. I only get uh, UVA, Justin Anderson, and I will take him. And I think that will definitely put me in the fan favorite Yeah, winner. I think he might be – this is – you guys can tell me if this is a hot take. I think he might be the most underrated player in the Tony Bennett era because like before he got hurt in 2015, he was like going to, I don't know if he was going to be like ACC player of the year, but he was like in that sort of like echelon. He was, he was like hitting a lot of threes. He was the best player on that team for a while in yeah. a team that had Malcolm Brogdon on it. Um, and, and he you know, just became such a better shooter. Yeah. And he had a huge, and then he just, and then he went pro after that, like after getting hurt and missing a bunch of games. And then they kind of like got bounced real quick from the tournament. So I think he doesn't really get the shine that like maybe he should have. And he was a key component of that 2014 team coming off the bench. Yeah, I agree. It would be like if Dre had like the, the 2019 season and then like he got hurt and then like that was the end of his, or like if he had gone pro after the UMBC game or something and people would have been like oh yeah he was pretty good but like just kind of doesn't get the love that maybe he should he might have gone pro if virginia didn't lose to umbc yeah there you go that's true (laughs) all right speaking of guys that didn't get their due um i have to take mike scott he shouldn't be here he was the runner-up for acc player of the year first team all acc player i think he was a first round pick um like he was a guy that really developed under Tony and for Tony, like, I don't want to say like he single-handedly made Mike Scott, but he probably saved his career, which wasn't really going anywhere. Um, And, you know, like he really thrived in Tony's system. His senior year when he started to step out and hit jumpers, like I think that really just added a different dimension to what they were able to do um, as a team. And then also like what he was able to do in his career as a pro stepping out and hitting shots. Um, he can play a bunch of different positions for me, I think. I mean, at four or five, um, you know, a small five, maybe a little limited in some ways, but definitely not um, a guy that I'm going to turn away here. Um, too skilled and too talented. I uh, I have a quibble. Okay. Not so. I I had I had Mike Scott third among my bigs, and so I, I, this is you know it's a value. You know, you're good to pick him here for sure. I, I'm I'm just looking at your team, and I'm like. If you've got you've got Dre and Joe and Reese, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not done yet. 
No, I, I got I know. four more players. No, I know, I know. I'm just looking at it. And I'm going like, I'm just thinking like, well, there are a couple of players on the board that I was a little worried about you taking here, um, that I thought could have potentially, you know, um, really, really made your team uh, much better. Not again. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hate here. I'm not really not. I, I understand your logic and I get it. I just saw a counterpoint, which is like you have, you have length, you have athleticism. Uh, I, I just don't know how put it to you like this. <clears throat> Mike Scott was as good as he was because of his offense, right? Is he a guy who's going to be able to, if, if you're playing Dave's team, right? And mm -hmm. Dave's got Jay Huff and Dave's got Justin Anderson and Dave's got um, Akil Mitchell. Like, I feel like on some level, Mike Scott is going to be a little in some trouble, right? Now, currently I don't have a big and <laughs> I don't think Mike Scott's going to be playing the five. Like, okay, we'll, so we'll see so how things fair. go. Okay, that's fair. All right, that's. I, I would that's say the only reason I had, didn't consider Mike Scott was a defensive aspect because I like. Yeah, that's, I'm and that's about he that. was fine. Like I, I don't. I mean, it's been a long time. I don't think he was like a bad defender. He just was okay. Like yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's he was good. a pretty good rebounder because that was part of the reason people thought he should be ACC Player of the Year is because he had really good. Stats. Yeah, his de his defensive rebounding percentage as a senior was just absurd. Uh, I think he was like well, top funny. forty-five nationally. Trey Murphy to me was probably a top three player if he showed his defensive ability that one year we got him. You mm -hmm. know, we That's only fair. saw it in flashes. Or That's if you had gotten Trey Murphy for year. another season, I think oh, yeah. he probably would have. Oh, yeah. He might have been like a first round pick in this yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I agree. Yeah, same thing. I agree. All right. So that was a that's a fair quibble, I think. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, you can't go wrong when you add a guy who can score that. I well. mean, maybe Mike Scott comes off the bench for me. Like honestly. Damn, like that would be yeah, you could, that just feels harsh, could. but um, but no, the the thing I was thinking is is that you know the the the, the counterpoint I think to the quibble is like okay, well, so what? Because yeah, good got, luck stopping my team. Exactly, offensive. We're gonna make a lot of shots. You're gonna make a lot <laughs> of shots, and, and and you're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have a lot of one on ones. Scott, Mike Scott posted up on somebody, you know. Out, Honestly, out Justin baseline. Anderson was the guy I was considering with this team because he'd be a guy that would thrive in this offense because you could use that space created to really do some damage. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We got a long draft. We got a long way to go here. Long, long way to go. All right. But yeah, I, I definitely see what that that was the one thing that made me not want to take him. And there was another player I almost took instead of him. But like, we'll we'll get there when that player gets taken. Okay. So I don't have. I mentioned before I don't have a big. Um, and I mentioned one of the things I like about my first two picks, you know, is they don't get rattled, right? Uh, I, I think Trey gives me some nice versatility. Ma Malcolm gives me some nice versatility. I like uh, the idea of Ty Jerome getting in the lane. And I think I think there's only one guy to take here. Um, and, and and if any anybody who 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 knows me know, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I can't say the 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 swinging, um, but give me Darion Atkins here. Um, it doesn't really matter because I get to pick them back to back, but my, my picks here are in tandem. Um, I, I, I need a big, I need a guy who can rebound. I need a physical force. Um, he's all those things. Um, this is, this was a spot where I, honestly, I was thinking as things were developing that I might be able to get Justin Anderson here. I didn't. I didn't know if he would fall all this way, but if he did, I was going to take him here. But then again, I was a little bit nervous about pairing him with um, with Malcolm and with Ty. Just from a you know, I just needed. I, I felt like I needed more athleticism, 
Darion is not quite the most athletic of UVA's bigs, um, but he might be the toughest. And I think he, you know, he did a very good job. I mean, what he was ACC Defensive Player of the Year for a reason, right? Um, so yeah, give me Darion Atkins to close out the fourth round. All right, so four rounds down. Brad, um, yep, you've got Ty Jerome, Malcolm Brogdon, Trey Murphy, Darion Atkins. I've got Reese Beekman, Joe Harris, DeAndre Hunter, Mike Scott, and Dave has Kyle Guy, Justin Anderson, Akil Mitchell, and Jay Huff. All right, so we're halfway done. Yeah. So, all right. Ferber said earlier in the day, like this is this is the play. You know, it's going to get wonky. Um, man, I felt like I'm like one player away from being in a really good spot. I just don't, you know, this is, this is, this might be a reach. Um, I feel like the versatility between Malcolm and, and Trey gives me a lot of options here. Um, I know I just took a uh, Darion. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to take AG cause he's, he's one of my favorites. And I think he sort of, he would be a really good counter to Mike Scott. Um, and offensively, you know, he would give me a lot. Um, Frankly, there's not I, – I think value-wise, among the, the guards on my board, I, I can't take any of them right now. Um, my my top four are already off the board, and I, I think the others are going to be available to me when this thing comes back around. Um, what I need is a – what I need is a is a, is a scorer. What I need is a maybe even a slasher. Um, I believe I'm about – am I about to take the first transfer out? Um I guess I am, if that's the way I go. Justin McCoy? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's either it's either going to be Marielle Shayok or uh, or Sam Hauser here for me. Um, I wouldn't call Sam Hauser a slasher, but definitely a good no, player. No, but a scorer, right? A shooter, <laughs> yeah. right? No, but the slasher, I was thinking of Shayok. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm, Hauser I don't was know the kind of, I mean, I don't know if you're going to take him here or not. I'm not taking him if you don't, but like. He's the kind of guy that I was like, man, I hope he's just sitting there in like the sixth round because people just like forgot hanging about out. him. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Just hanging around. Um, yeah. No, I'm, 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 uh, man. Oh, this is tough. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to leave him on the board. I'm going to take Marielle Shayok because even the Marielle we saw versus Capable. obviously the, you know, he would, he would fit well with the group I've got. Oh. And the guys around him would make him better, right? When he didn't have to, you know, when there were other dudes to sort of take that load off of him. Um, I think you pair Maybe they him can with talk Trey. him into staying on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could pair him with Trey Murphy, and he would have been in a really, really good spot, you know? Um, and I get, you know, I get why he, you know, he left and sort of seen the right in the wall. But put it to you like this. He's paired that last year with Darius Thompson. I mean, yeah, come on. Like no offense, but like yeah, Trey Murphy's a, a whole different, yeah. whole different guy. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take Shayok there to start the fifth round. I think I think this is, and maybe I, I need to go back and look. I think this is the second player taken, where I think there's just a better version of that player that hasn't been taken. Does that make sense? So who do you think is a better version of Shayok? I'll get there when that person gets picked. Wow. Listen to you. Okay. I think I know who it is. <laughs> All right. So here I have two options. Well, I have a bunch of options. But one option is I try to take a player that really helps my team 
um, in maybe a way that you guys just quibbled with me. Another thing I could do is really screw Dave. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but also, I mean, but also this person would help my team. So, like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. know how you can screw me, but okay, let's see. <laughs> I am going to take, all right, let, let's find out. I'm going to take London Perantis. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So now uh, Dave is like pretty much out of point guards. Um, except for one. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly. Controversial choice. I love London, and I think it's a great choice for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think um, Reese doesn't really, like, I, I, shot clock buzzer aside, you know, like outside shooting is not the strength of his game. Here I could platoon these players, you know, like London can come off the bench and play for me. Um, also, like, I don't know that – we ever saw London do this, but we certainly have seen Reese do it where you kind of play two ball dominant guards together. Um, in this scenario, I think that would work. Um, London's probably, I think London and Reese kind of work well together because they sort of have different strengths and weaknesses. London, more of a, a straight up shooter, offensive player, um, a smart player who sort of like knew his role and, and played well, but at the same time, maybe not like the most like laterally quick guy. Um, Probably not like the best defending point guard that we've seen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel pretty good about this pick. Also, like part of the reason I am going to take him, and it's not honestly like just to like mess with Dave's ability to get a point guard, but like I really think like after this, like the, the ball handling sort of drops off pretty significantly. Um, so like I feel pretty good about this pick to kind of, I, I can say pretty confidently that he'll be coming off the bench. Um, but I mean, I feel pretty good about that. Like, you know, like you can play the two guards together or you can just spell Reese. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. Interesting. I think that, you know, in some ways, uh, you know, I quibbled with, with my Scott. I think that's a really nice pick for you. Um, you know, in, in, in part because it does kind of screw Dave over a little bit. Um, but I, I think he think can do some, I mean, he's not, he's not the same player as Kihei, but I'd rather have him than Kihei because of the offensive, like he's just a better offensive player. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and he also, he gives you some, and speed. he could do a lot of the things that Kihei did well, which is just like run the offense. Well, know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and you Kihei a, is just a little bit more like quick. I yeah. guess you made a point earlier about like the idea that, you know, Reese playing on this team was, was kind of the, you know, this is kind of like the guys he would sort of really thrive with, right? Length and shooting stuff. London is like, like you said, like a better version of Kihei in that respect, right? Like he, there's a lot, there's a lot of similarities in their games, but he's also a very good shooter. And so I think anybody you, any other guard you pair with Reese who is a good shooter is going to be, is going to make, I think he makes Reese better. Yeah. Um, so I think it actually makes your, it makes your third round pick even better. And I mean, who, who, and I who think would love that the- in the fifth round? One of the things, and you could really, I think you could say this about Kihei too, considering his role in the national title team. But like, I think one of the things that London did really well was like, he knew it wasn't his show and he just was cool with like deferring to the players around him while also contributing in a major way. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, sometimes you got to know like when it's time to feed your shooters and let Malcolm go ISO and things like that. And I thought he did a really good job with that throughout his career. Four year starter. I mean, pretty good pickup to come off the bench. Yeah, I like, London is a good pick, and you're right. You 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 screw me a little bit, but you also help me because I think London's probably the better point guard than Kihei, but not when you're pairing him with Kyle Guy. 
I think that's not athletic enough of a backcourt. Okay, really yeah, maybe that well, doesn't. Man, I didn't really consider that. Yeah. yeah. So you had. I was in a quandary because I didn't want to pick Kihei over London, um, for the you, offensive ability. You could make a case. Like I wouldn't make this case, but you could make a case. Like Kyle could play point guard on your team. You like, could, but you know, I've got like where I'm sitting with my roster right now. Kyle got not, you know. Cold blooded knockdown shooter. Justin Anderson, drive or shoot over you. Um, Akil, he, yeah, he's going to set nice screens. And then Jay Huff, you can use inside out. Um, so I don't really need a lot of scoring out of my point guard. So that's why the London, like I'm taking Kihei right here. Um, okay. Unlike London Perante, is like my point guard didn't blow a lead in the end of the grade eight, elite eight game. He uh, won it. So. Uh, <laughs> He London also missed Bronte the tournament altogether. On a UVA, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love London. Um, I would have taken him if you'd taken Kihei, but the I think Clark works with my roster as assembled. Um, I think Kihei gets a lot of like Kihei just hasn't had a very good two guard next to him for a couple, you know, well a good shooting two guard. So since 2019, <laughs> I think it improves the uh, defensive ability of my backcourt. You know. You get Clark Guy and Anderson basically guarding one to three. You can do some stuff that I couldn't do with London Guy and and Anderson. Um, obviously, my front court defense pretty good. Um, so yeah, may, maybe a little bit early for Kihei um, when you just rank him amongst players. But I've got to fill my point guard spot because um, again, I don't want to name these players, but you know you got John Tell, Tevin, Nigel Johnson. Um, Devin Hall, you could argue, could be a point guard. But, like, I think when you've got shooters like um, J-Huff, Kyle Guy, and even Justin Anderson, you need a you need a guy who doesn't need to shoot. And I think Kihei's at his best when that's not required of him. So I'll, I'll take Kihei or here early, even though I could have flipped it, I guess. But um, any I – mean, I'm, pr- I'm sure plenty of people will throw daggers at me for that one. Do you guys have anything? Not not on that because honestly, like I don't think you had much of a choice. No, like I mean, you kind of had to take him. I mean, but also at the same time, Devin Hall. Yeah, and the one thing that I did, I did, I was gonna say like the Devin Hall component is kind of a sneaky, like good point guard pick because he didn't play point guard at UVA, but he was like a prolific prep point guard and certainly was a ball handler. Um, So I mean, like that would have been. I think that would have been fine. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, he had that uh, that three-point improvement we were hoping we see out of uh, Franklin next year. Um, anyway, so my my first bench pick, uh, pick six for me, I guess. Um, look, with this starting lineup I have, there's some guys out there that make a lot of sets coming off the bench. But um, in today's game, like, I think I've got some defense. i got three guys pretty versatile on defense, and I've got some guys that I can circle back around to that will help me on the defensive side. Um, the one thing I, in today's game, I think I need is a shooter and versatile. Um, and sorry, Brett, like Sam Hauser is coming off the board to me here. Um, cause I can use them in so many ways. I, I <laughs> you, that's a good, Hall. that's a good fit for your team too. Yeah. I feel like. yeah. 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 I can, was... I can go small with a kill at the five and Hauser at four. Um, you know, I can, I can play big with Hauser, Akil and Huff. So yeah, I've got a little versatility. Run it with Kyle running the point, so I will take Hauser with pick sixteen. Yeah, that's a good pick. I was as you started talking, I'm like, no, 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 and you said you know, <laughs> shooter, and I'm like, ah, that's okay. Um, no, that's a really good pick, especially you know, like four percent for your squad. 
That's really good. I like that for you. I mean, I hate it for me, but I like it for you. Yeah, I'm sorry but for your Malcolm issue. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Ferber, what you got? Yeah, I think uh, there's a few different ways I could go with this. Um, I would say, like, I already took a bench player with London, so um, this player could be a starter for me. There's a few different ways I could go, but ultimately – I'm going to take – this is one of the guys I think is is being overlooked in favor of a different player. Um, I'm going to take a guy that was a better scorer, better rebounder, better shot blocker, played more minutes, and had more accolades than Darion Atkins, and that's Mamadi Bikite. Yeah. He's just a better player than Darion. I was really hoping he'd just kind of fall to me. Darion played 23.5 minutes a game as a senior. Listen, the only reason I didn't take – and I have a, I have a rationale here – I needed toughness. I thought at that point more because I had just taken Trey. And even though I thought I thought long and hard about sort of where I wanted to go with that that pick, in hindsight, maybe I should have gone with Mominy, but that's a really nice pick. I was hoping maybe you would you would go somewhere else before you got there. Yeah. That's, that's I think pick. he I think he helps me and I would say like the one thing that's wrong with my lineup is it's kind of small. Um but like he did, he does a lot of the things that could cover for Mike Scott in terms of like rim protection and things like that. He's not the biggest yeah. guy in the world, but we're playing college basketball here. So I mean, you have like six, eight, six, nine bigs that play five all the time. He's the um, closest thing to a kill defensively too. And when I went when when da- when uh, Brad took Darion, I was like, why would you take Darion over Mamadi? And then I went and looked, and I was like, oh wow, like Mamadi was like legit better in like every single way. Um, his senior year. Hey, I didn't realize how much he scored. He scored like almost 14 points a game. Um, And he had like a bunch of rebounds. He could shoot. He shot 36%. um, I think from the, well, no, that's not right. He played on a better roster. I'll give him that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He shot 36.4% from three as a senior. Hmm. Like what? (laughs) Like He was better than I realized. And then he had 1.3 blocks per game, which is more than Darion had. And he played eight more minutes per game than Darion did. Um, Darion had a really good senior season um, in in a defensive role, but I think Mamadi is a better overall player and is pretty much just as good as a defender. Um, so, yeah, All right. good, happy I'm, to have that player on my team. Are we yeah. going to make our picks and then bash other people all night? I mean, I thought this was a friendly podcast. <laughs> I know, right? He's like, yeah, Brad, you were dumb. I think, you know, he was fine. <laughs> no, you remember get, earlier? Look, he was, was all like, oh, Brad's team is good. And then he was, and then I made that quibble about Mike Scott and he was like, oh, it's on. Well, no, I just, I honestly, I honestly think too, like I started looking at the board after the first like four or five picks and was like, all right, like everything's going to go the way that I thought. Cause I kind of like ranked my players right. at each spot. And I was right. like, oh wow. Like Darion was like number five for me at that spot. And he went above guys that were, there's another guy that's still there ahead of him. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like we'll see. All right. No, I mean, I think I'm like Brad with the Darion thing. Like Darion had a, kind of an attitude that a lot of Virginia players, bigs have been lacking. Yeah. Um, that's that attitude being and one, the was, one exception. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and that was ultimately like, we saw Darion do what we need, what I need him to do. Like he might not have been a keel, but he, 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 he did the job well. And I, here's my ethos, right? <laughs> my ethos in this was like, I, because we are, we, the, you know, we are the whole premise here is that these are, these are guys playing in Tony's system, you know, his defense, his offense. Okay. My whole thing was here is I just wanted to pick a team that, that Tony Bennett would, would love. Right. 
And at the end of this, I want to be able to say Tony Bennett would love this team. And I'm, I'm about to make, I think, two picks that are going to solidify that Tony Bennett would love this team. Now, granted, Tony Bennett would love all these teams. Um, but because they're full of dudes he coached. Um, but I think ultimately, like, that physicality piece was huge. Um, and that, that mindset, like I said, I couldn't get a keel. Um, and Mamadi was probably the closest thing, but Mamadi didn't give me the physicality. He does have, he did have the attitude, right? The Oregon game and everything. But like, I just thought paired with the guys I had, uh, in the moment, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to debate that in my head. Cause I probably could have ended this thing if I had taken Mamadi at four, um, kind of de- doesn't matter what else happens. I mean, that's an impossible team probably to, to beat, but anyway, such is life. All right. All right, with my six-round pick, I don't know what order to pick these two in. Um, I'm going to do something I don't think I was planning to do, but I think is the right thing to do. First, I'm going to take Anthony Gill. Um, the fact yeah, that that's still a good on the board pick. is a little bit tragic, um, but also understandable given you know some of the um, rationales we've we've heard from various pickers so far. Um, I think AG gives me. Maybe not everything Mike Scott gives, but he gives me, what, 75, 80% of it, right? And I think paired with shooters and, you know, decision makers, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to get a lot of buckets. It's funny to think I could have picked a guy in the sixth round that might start, but depending on how things shake out, because we'll, we'll, we're, we're going to do a starting lineup later. All right, so to recap, as we go into the, sev- the, next, the penultimate round here, I've got Malcolm Brogdon, Ty Jerome, Trey Murphy, Darion Atkins, Marielle Shayak, and now Anthony Gill. With my seventh round pick, uh, I'm going to keep on that whole physicality thing, a team that Tony Bennett would love, right? I'm going to take Braxton Key. Um, He gives me some versatility. He gives me a good amount of rebounding. He's a great option off the bench. Um, And, again, if I'm going to go – like I feel like I've already got two of my my top five bigs, um, you know I can't add a whole lot of length in terms of you know the wings and forwards, right? Because Jay Huff's already inexplicably off the board, um, and and I just don't. There's just not a lot of value with the guards left. I, I think I think Braxton is a, is a good pick here, so I'm going with him. I'm a big fan of him. Like I think very solid player. Um, yeah, he played really well in the championship game. Like that's a, that, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. played well when the lights were good. The rebounder. I, I don't think he ever really became like what we thought he might be when they signed him. Yeah, um, because like he didn't really develop on the offensive end the way that I thought he might. But I mean, he's played in the NBA this year, so like well, he's and not he, a and scrub. He that, and he had that broken hand. You know, yeah. he just couldn't um, make layups. That was yeah. That was, yeah and then like he just yippy. he couldn't really stretch the floor. Um, like which you know when he was coming out of high school at, under a different name. Um, he, that was like one of the things that they were like, he has potential to be like a really good shooter. It's like, okay, it just didn't really work out that way. But luckily they didn't really need that the year that yeah. they won the title. So True. But he gives you a lot of versatility defensively and he's not a, yeah, he, he's like one of the few true wings, you know, you can pick from. So yeah, that's right. All right, Ferber, what you got? You want to, here, read off your team first and then, then tell us. Yeah. So I have Reese Beekman, Joe Harris, DeAndre Hunter, Mike Scott, Mamadi Diakite and London Paratus. Um, I think this is a pretty easy call. There's two players I'm considering. One is basically just because of the team that I have, and the other one is because he's the best player on the board, and I'm going to go with the best player on the board, and that's Devin Hall. 
Yeah. Devin. And Devin Hall is the better version of Mariel Shea. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. Oh, I don't agree with that. I mean, he's definitely a better player. I no, well, Shayok's like three inches taller, right? Okay, here's my thing. I saw a team with Ty Jerome and Devin Hall on it, and and Mariel Shea. Okay, do you really want to? Okay, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, yeah, but come on, man. Like Ty Jerome and Ty Jerome was playing what thirty four percent, whatever the minute percentage was that year. That was not that was not a lot of minutes. He played he played less minutes than Jack Salt. Um, no, that's I I just all right. Here's my disagreement. Mariel to me is a slasher. Devin Hall is not a slasher. Devin Hall was a it, to me. Devin Hall is the less is the not quite as good version of Ty Jerome, and I already have that on my team. So what I get in Shayok is I get a guy who can go to the rim, right? Who can score going to the cup, right? The agility and that you know his ability to sort of slash. I don't think Devin was that guy. Devin was extremely, you know, I mean, he would be perfect for Dave's team. Um, honestly, that's where I thought Dave was going when he picked Sam Hauser. Um, but no, I yeah, honestly, like, I because no one had mentioned it. Because Mariel Shayak actually scored more points per game than Devin Hall did. And that's not the only barometer of success, but it was closer than I thought it was. Yeah. I Devin just, Hall had like, a better year than next year. And then Shayak had like a really nice year at Iowa State, but that doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. To me, Devin is a 1-2 guy, and Mariel's a 2-3 guy. 2 three, yeah. And that's what I needed more in that spot. So, no, I don't think he's the – I don't think Devin's the more is the better version of Mariel. I, I think yeah. Ty Jerome is the better version of Devin Hall, um, which seems harsh. But, I mean, because, I, I mean, look, I, I would be Justin very glad Anderson's to have – Anderson's the better version of Devin Hall, too. But um, that, yeah. he's also sneaks over into the Shayok category. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. yeah, I would say that they're on the same plane. All right, Dave, uh, your your eighth round pick. Uh, I can't believe we've done an pick. hour on this already. No, I got a seventh and an eighth coming up. Oh, that's um, true. You got seventh and eighth. That's right. Yeah. So right yeah, now I've got Kihei team. Clark, Kihei Clark, Kyle Guy, Justin Anderson, Akil Mitchell, Jay Huff, Hauser. Um, so I was going to go Hall if he was here, just because he gave me some versatility in the backcourt. But looking at who's left, I think it, you got you got to take best available because with Clark guy and Anderson. I've got three guys who can play the guard spot um, slash the wing spot. Braxton Key or Devin Hall would have been a good choice for me here. Um, I need a little bit of versatility and I'm kind of down to a couple guys. I guess it doesn't matter if I say it now because I don't get to pick again. <laughs> I'm kind of down to um, I mean, down to Jaden Gardner just because he is kind of a yeah. He, he's he a, might be he's the best score. player left. Yeah. Like. And then Isaiah Wilkins, just because of the versatility he could give me. Um, I mean, theoretically, I could take both, but I don't feel like I should. Um, so I'm going to go Jaden Gardner. Um, cause I'm playing around with this lineup. I think I can do some different things with him. Um, and, uh, you know, he's basically a smaller Mike Scott when it comes to scoring. So I will take Jaden with my seventh round pick. So there's the first pick of so I, I think I, I th- did I mention this on, when we actually were recording, um, but I had basically three eights right. So theoretically that should you know could have been the board and Gardner was the only is the only one so far that was not on my list uh, of guys. Yeah, I mean there's some players I could argue are higher than Jaden, but I've got to make a team right. So no, that's, that's a no. I think no. Yeah. You, you, I think you're. I think you, it's a very smart pick, and certainly with what you got going on, it's. I think it makes sense. 
Um, I don't know what I got going on now. I mean, I, I would, you know, you do have Akil Mitchell, which when you have an Akil Mitchell, anything yeah, defensively at forward is solved yeah. a little bit, right? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I th- honestly, once you get through that first round, like the true guards get kind of, kind of in that gray area, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's true. The, you know, guards left on the board to look at would be like Walter Tensai, Franklin. You know, Darius Thompson, Sammy um, Zaglinski. Yeah, Zaglinski, yeah, of course. You know, John, John Evans, Evans. If you wanted a yeah. good point guard backup, um, obviously the choice here should be Milicic because we knew he was going to be an all star next year. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you really want to do like the Sylvan Landisburg bit, I mean, yeah. like, whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, looking at my team, I'm just thinking that kind of de- that kind of defeats the I need toughness on my team. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah. take if you take a bunch of dudes who like left and stuff, that's fair, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh. Um, I hate to be hedging here this deep into a podcast, but this is my last pick. I'm trying to figure out if so and so got in foul trouble. How do I run this team? That's not make a bad it idea. good. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, if I got Hauser, Gardner, yeah, I got a shooter. I got a kind of a small big. Oh, he hasn't proven enough to say it. He is just so inconsistent. I need a guard, but God, is there one worth the value? Can I tell you who I have as my number one guard right now? It's I, I think probably I the same one I do, but go for it. Armand Franklin. Wow. Cousin yeah, Armand. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Strong. But, I mean, I think I mean, need my guard to be a little bit better shooter than I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But that's the thing. Like, Walter He doesn't Tensai, come without his warts. Yeah, yeah. Walter Tensai is probably the best shooter of the guards. Left. Yeah, I, so I had him as a wing, and they're, like, at the same level on my list. Yeah. And that's probably what I'm going to go with. Um, I mean, I'm down to Jack Salt versus Jack Salt for the toughness because there's some games you need a big guy, but I'm only playing you guys. You know, I don't have anybody tough. <laughs> so, oh, don't want to do a fan favorite team or I don't want to go guard. Well, here, can I ask you a question? Damn it. Are you yeah. playing a lot of blocker mover? Because if you're playing a lot of blocker mover and you need somebody to get Kyle Guy open, Jack Salt makes a lot of oh. sense here. Yeah, but Akil's pretty good at that. God I don't know, man. Huffing. Jack Saul can set a screen. Like but I think Jack Saul's the best gonna... screen setter I've ever seen. Brad's trying to inception. You're trying no, to. Get... I'm... I know. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm. I promise I'm not. I'm just looking at your at your roster, and I'm like, all right, what offense are you running with these dudes, right? Because you've got well, like you've got Justin, Kyle Guy. You, got, you don't. Yeah, you got you, Kyle you're, Guy. You're running. Anderson. Maybe you've got Ke- you got Kehe Clark as your primary ball handler. You got Kyle Guy at two. Right. Yeah. You, you kill Mitchell. Okay. So you're gonna play small. Like what are we? What are we doing? So here? my 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 blocker is a kill. You know, Huff can be a blocker, and he can also like you know roll out and hit yeah, a three. So the, Huff, the, the, the Huff pick Huff in hindsight was your Huff pick may have doomed your team. Dave trying to sell us on J Huff screening is, is a really know, right? weird switch. J Huff. I'm sorry. I, God love him, but well, here's the but, thing. Like, I, mean, I would like to go back to past Dave and, to, and and just play him a clip of you. What <laughs> oh, you just trust said. me. I, you, y'all know how I feel about Huff, but I think with these guys, so, Clark's going to be setting. That's why I'm leaning towards a, a big, even though the the sense that the pick that makes the most sense is Waldo for me, just because I have another guy coming off the bench. But I got Hauser, who's the best shooter available yeah. at this point. Um, Mike Toby, like that's basically Jay Huff without a three pointer. Um, so, all right, I'm gonna go Jack Salt just to create. I mean, I'm gonna lose this battle. I should have gotten a second pick, but give me Jack Salt. Um, gives me some versatility, definitely toughness. You know, unless you guys take Cafaro, um, I have this the toughest big man. Yeah, wait, wait a minute now. I don't know, I don't know about that. 
I mean, I'll take I'd take uh, Salt in a fight over Darian. <laughs> that, that's what we should at the, at the end of this. We should be like, which one of these teams would you like be most afraid of in the alley? <laughs> I don't know if there is one I'd be afraid of. Honestly, they're all pretty even. Yeah, yeah. Darion Atkins would be like trying to psych his teammates up to like go with him into the alley. <laughs> yeah, JF would be recording it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, you know, it's funny that you brought up Jack Salt because like three rounds ago, I was like, he's not getting picked, I don't think. But I was probably going to take him if you didn't. Yeah. Because if I you mean, look at my team, that is sort of like the one thing that would be nice to have is like a guy that can come in and, and do some of those things. The Argentinian version of him is still there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not so worried about screens with this team because I think I have like enough offense. Like I don't need to get guys open. Guys are going to be able to shoot and score and spread the court and not worry about it. Um, I just need – the one thing I wanted is is size because I wanted to have that option if I needed it, you know, like with certain teams that you play against. Like it's nice to have a guy that's seven feet tall um, and just put him in there. And then you add all the things that Jack can do to help a team in a role-playing sort of thing. The one, the one thing I will say is like – it depends on how you set your team up, but I don't know that Jack is like the kind of guy that um, I don't know that he's like a specialist that you like bring in off the bench to do what he does. Does that make sense? Like he's sort of like part of the machine or he's not like, I can't imagine being like this. We need to bring in Jack for, for this like three minute stretch. Well, um, if you, if you, if you, if you flip it, right. If you flip it and you say he took Kyle guy, he took Akil Mitchell and he was eventually going to take Justin Anderson, and you just and you just assume that that Huff pick was Jack Salt. You could see him taking Huff here, and, and everything's okay, right? <clears throat> so for him, it made sense. I, I yeah, I agree with you. Like it just doesn't seem like the kind of uh, he doesn't Jack doesn't seem like the kind of guy who you know you, you're right. You either, he's either not like a guy where it's not. like he's spelling somebody else because like you don't yeah. have a lot of other guys that kind of do what he does. If that makes sense, right? Um, right. All right, so my choice is actually down to two – well, I'll say three guys. Um, Mike Toby, who doesn't really provide me, like, the stuff that I really need with this team, but he is big. Um, and then Caden Shedrick. Um, I'm not taking Kafaro. Um, and Jerome Mienzi. Wow, that's a pull. Because I feel like he's sort of a blend between like what Toby does and what some of those other guys do, right? Like he could yeah. score, yeah. but like he could also do some things on the defensive end. And he'd really, he's like probably like one of Tony's most improved players yeah, um, by the end of his career. Yeah. He's a pretty solid player. Um, ultimately, I'm going to go with Mike Toby. I think he's the guy I have highest on the board really solid player. Like I feel like he gets sort of like lumped in, but I mean, he was a major contributor on some really good teams and could score around the rim. And when he felt like it, he could play senior better night. on the defensive end. Like he, he had these stretches. Remember that like his senior night game oh, where yeah. he has like he a million rebounds. Ham. He went absolutely yeah. ham. Everyone's like, if he had done that for four years. Yeah. But it, and it was like, he just couldn't really like keep the switch turned on. But I mean, like he's still playing, like he played on with the, in the Slovenian Olympic team with, with Luka Doncic. Um, sure. Like he's an eighth guy off the bench. Like what the hell? 
he's a guy I can throw in if I need a big lineup. So go with Mike Toby. That's an interesting choice. Sort of a sort of a reluctant choice. No offense to him, but like, yeah, no, you no, know. no. You're 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 at the end of the draft. You're you're trying to you're trying to problem solve. More I mean, honestly, if Jack Salt was there, I think it would have been a pretty easy choice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, look, you got Joe Harris again. Kyle got Joe Harris. You want to put Jack Salt? It, good. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He he makes a lot of sense on y'all's teams more than he would make on mine. Right? Like, I don't know if he makes a whole lot of sense for me with Brogdon and Ty Jerome. You know, yeah. like I just yeah. feel like Ty Jerome can get to, can get that look because of the guys around him more than needing somebody to come, you know, come. And that's where like with Mike Toby, I'm like not really depending on him to like set screens. I'm just asking him to come in and like protect the rim for a few minutes. Right. Um. All right. So is there a pick? Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, is there a pick out there that could solidify my, my chances here? Um, no offense, Dave, but I don't think this is really. I don't know what happened to your team, man. Your 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 group is not really. He gets tough. Angst. He gets tough. Like you got to make you got to make a defense. I feel like Dave's is the team though that like randomly goes like seventeen and one or whatever in the ACC, <laughs> and just, people are like, "How is this happening?" They're like, like, what is like you know because you got <laughs> Kihei Clark." Well, all right. So Dave's biggest problem, if I can quarterback here, is man, Kyle Guy is carrying some scoring load, <laughs> right? Because you've got. I mean, and Justin yeah. Anderson. I mean, you, yeah, I agree, but like, he, hey, hey four, we haven't two, seen our lineups yet. Okay, are you really? I'll set, okay. I'll set the track right. for you guys. We'll get, we'll be, we'll get there. You're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna start, you're gonna start a, a full like wings and forwards. You're not gonna start any guards because if not, um, oh, no, 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 no. Right, One right, simple well, change. Anyway, uh, Ferber's got a really good squad. Um, I wish yeah. I had like a little bit more guard play, but honestly, like I think it's okay. Like, yeah. Um. If there's anything I've learned from watching Virginia basketball in recent years, as was the case in the national championship season, is that you can never have too many guards. And that's just a fact in basketball, period. Right. Well, but I think one of the things that Tony really learned in that uh, in the UMBC situation was like, we need an extra ball handler on the floor more often than not, and that's one of the reasons why they play Kihei so much. Mm-hmm. Right. Was directly because of what happened. Oh in man, I know. This, I know what you're doing here. All right, what do you think? I, I, I'm really curious for you to tell me what you think I'm doing. Is this going to be John Tell Evans? No, it's not. No, it's not. No, no, no. There's Thompson. <laughs> no, I'm I'm going to go a little bit a little bit weirder than that. Um, Marco Anthony. No. <laughs> no. Cody Statman. <laughs> no. Do you want to know who my pick? What this last pick? Who the two two guys were between? Sammy Zaglinski and Mustafa Farrakhan. Sammy Zaglinski, I think, has like a little bit. He probably should have been picked, but like you know, it's only three of us making teams right. here. Tell me that Sammy Zaglinski is not the perfect backup to Ty Jerome on this team. Actually, with your team, you definitely do need like another guard, right? Because so you have I, two wings on the bench. right. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I like, just, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but so my my thought process here is. Zaglinski gives me shooting. He gives me ball handling. He's the per- he is the perfect Ty Jerome backup to come in this game. Right, he spells him. Not a whole lot changes. They're very similar players in a variety of different ways. Yeah, but I also talk. <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> but I also with Farrakhan here was like, all right, I needed. I think about like the other like ancillary guards that are in the program. Right, it maybe it would have been somebody like Franklin. I can't. I can't pick him right here. Right, so 
my thought process was like, well, go back into the annals, and it was either going to be like Jeff Jones or not, not the uh, KT Harrell. KT Harrell was in my in my in my conversation in my mind palace. Honestly, can I can I make a real time correction on myself? Sammy Zielinski wasn't as good as I remember. I just looked up his stats. I was trying to figure out. He shot like thirty three percent from three. I was like, oh, he was a dead eye shooter. What was what was he? That's because he when he got hot, it was good. What was uh, I pick is in though, right? The the card no, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I have not picked. No, I have not picked. Um, what was I just? I'm curious. So, what was Farrakhan's three point percentage? Uh, let's you have I'll that take in front a look. Uh, not you great. To, you need to vamp for. A I need minutes. to. I need to just you know whatever. But he was here's not the, great. Here's my I favorite thing. Just, it's we, bad when you Google Sammy Zaglinski. I hope he's not listening. He had a pretty good career, but like the first thing that comes up is his LinkedIn, and it's like a regular job. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's been out of basketball for a yeah. while. The problem with doing these is like a lot of guys are going to catch strays when you don't mean it. You're that's, just trying to rank fair. them. You know? I mean, you got to you got to rank guys. You know. Yeah. So Sammy Zaglinski shot thirty seven point seven percent. Mustafa uh, Farrakhan shot thirty six point eight percent as a senior and yeah. averaged thirteen point five points per game. You better take that's a good pick. Yeah, that's he that's wasn't even on my list. How many games did the team win? What? That's true. His senior year was twenty ten eleven. So I don't know how good they were that year. Uh, not very. I think they were he like five hundred. Very. <laughs> yeah. They were sixteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that kind of goes to some of my arguments in my yeah, stat. Like the team were great team. back then, so someone had to score, right? Yeah. Um. So I mean, there's arguments. Um. But yeah, I I I've gone back and forth between Zaglinski and uh, and uh, Farrakhan. And uh, no love for Calvin Baker. No love for Calvin Baker. No, 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 no disrespect intended. Don't don't want him catching strays either. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, listen, you give me a thirty six percent three point shooter and guy with some you know some length, and he goes and it speaks to attitude. It speaks yeah, to that attitude. one dunk. I'm that a little surprised Isaiah every... Wilkins is still on. Well, you know, Isaiah Wilkins I... is going to be my coach. <laughs> That's fun. If the the problem with Isaiah is that is that a lot of the guys that you can pick around him were like him, but better in terms of their offense. Right. Yeah. And unless you, and he's sort of like a tweener. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to guard right. somebody, Brad. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me figure out who I'm picking here. Uh, I'm going to take, I think I'm going to take Farrakhan. Then I'm going to do it. Sure. Who was, he was the only other guy who wasn't on the board other than Gardner. Uh, yeah, I didn't have Farrakhan on my list for some reason. I should have if he was scoring 14 points a game or whatever. That's a lot. I don't understand how Gardner is on your list, quite frankly. Your list is too short. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was on mine. Yeah. I can tell you who I have left that didn't get picked if you guys just want a list of people. It's not that many. It's like 15 people or something. So I just listed it out. Um, not in any particular order. Um, Thomas Woldetensai, Armand Franklin – uh, may and say, can I, did I pronounce that right? It's been may, a long it's time. It's may and say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wilkins, um, Shedrick and Kafaro, Asan Sen, Paul Jesperson. Remember yeah, him? I had him listen. Mm-hmm. Evan Nolte. Yep. Uh, didn't think we would get that far down the board. Cody Statman, Justin McCoy, um, Nigel Johnson, John Tell Evans, Billy Barron, Calvin Baker, um, Casey Morcell, Darius Thompson, Marco Anthony, Sylvan Landisberg, KT Harrell, Armand Franklin. 
Yeah, I mean, the only yeah. other guy that other than and then I cut out all the dudes who like left after one year. KT like Harrell would have been an interesting pick. I mean, he was talented. He was. He was. He was super talented. And he had a really good career after he left UVA, I think, at Auburn. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that team, they were. They just that was like the most anti Tony Bennett team because he like had to play all those guys like too soon probably um, because there was like nobody else to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Billy Barron was like playing like starters minutes and you know whatever for a little while there. So yeah, good draft. I think you know we have. So you want to just run through the teams? Yeah, let's no. do that. All right. So Brad's team. Oh, let's do our starting lineup. Oh yeah, let's do our starting lineups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My starting lineups will depend on which one of you guys I'm playing. Quite frankly, but go ahead. Okay, I'll do. So mine. I'm third, so I get to pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do mine first, unless Brad, unless you want to go first. Uh, no, that's fine. You can go. Okay, so at point guard, I've respeak Ben. Um, at shooting guard, this is where it gets kind of weird. Um, I have Joe Harris at the two. Um, but I mean, he can play the two, whatever. It's fine. Um, at the three, I have Deandre Hunter at the four. I have Mike Scott. And at the five, I have Mamadi Diakite. And then on my bench, I have London Prontis, Devin Hall and Mike Toby. Um, good squad. I would say that Devin Hall is probably playing like starters minutes. London Prontis is probably playing like relatively large minutes because you probably have like Harris playing at the three a lot, Hunter at the four a lot, and then either Scott or Diakite on the bench a lot um, just because bigs rotate more. So yeah, I, I'm going to shoot the lights out. Nobody's going to outscore me. Um, and I still can play defense with this team. That's a good group. That's a good group. All right. I've got Malcolm. Oh, sorry. I've got Todd Jerome at the point. I've got Malcolm Brogdon at the two. I got Trey Murphy at the three. And then I've got a decision to make. What if I said yeah. off of Farrakhan at the four? Um, you almost have to play Darion at the five just because of his like springiness. Yeah, I think I do. I think I've got to. I think I've got to start uh, Ag and Darion. We both have kind of like small teams. Yeah, we do. We don't have a whole lot of. Li- Although you do at least have Toby, you could bring off the yeah. bench. Um, yeah, to play Dave's like Jack Salt, Jay Huff, Nikhil yeah. Mitchell lineup or whatever. <laughs> in hindsight, I think in the fourth round, if I take Mamadia Kite, it's over. I don't know. I don't know how you recover. So you got AG that. at the four, Darion at the five. Yeah, Darion's fine. I mean, like he's not like a yeah. liability or anything. No, I mean, but I'm saying like I'm. But like Darion's gonna have to guard Mamadi, and I think Mamadi will get his. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I think it's at least a push of a matchup. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The good thing about the good thing about this though is is that if you're playing Mike Scott, I, I can I can basically tag team him between AG and, and Darion. And you can also put Trey on him. Or whatever. Like that's true. Trey yeah. could play the four. Yep. All right, Dave. Give I don't really one. like your bench very much, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. My starters are going. to, You know, Malk and, and Ty uh, are going to have to play a lot, and, and Trey Murphy's going to have to really play. You know, at the absolute. Yeah. I mean, you can throw Key play. in there, and you know, he can play the three. That's fine. Yeah. All right. I got two different starting lineups because I'm playing you guys. <laughs> so Ferber against you. I'm starting Key A at the point against B. Beak. I got Kyle Guy at the two versus Joe Harris. I think kind of similar athleticism. Yeah. Joe Harris got a length advantage. Yeah, you're getting uh, bodied. <laughs> the, the three I got to <laughs> go Justin Anderson. Spots. Yeah, Justin Anderson on on uh, DeAndre. I'm giving up some height. That's tough. I got a kill on Mike Scott, so that's good. And then I got Mamadi and Huff, and I think Mamadi will get frustrated. Yeah. So give me a uh, Clark. JLB's, JLB wandering around shooting threes. 
Yeah. And pretty much the same for Brad, except I would switch out um, Huff for Hauser because I don't need as much size against Brad's team. Yeah. So I'd have Clark guy, uh, Anderson with Hauser at the four and Akil at the five. Um, So I'd get Hauser to pull AG out and Akil and Darian to kind of cancel each other out. But yeah, look, you guys got a better backcourt and that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Well, hopefully Kihei doesn't get hurt because you won't have anybody to walk the ball up the court. If not. Well, I mean, Kyle got, I mean, Justin Anderson, Kyle got between the two of them, um, you know, in, in Tony's system. As long as y'all don't full court press me, which you cannot do in Tony's system, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not allowed to do that because we're also running the pack line, and so yeah, we're also yeah. we're all we, whenever we play somebody else's team, we're all going to yeah. be screwed because we're going to be like, what is this press? Oh man, well that's it. That uh, which one of these teams do you think would break the press the best? mine they'd all struggle actually probably yours brad yeah mine. because yeah. you, you got two have... guys you got two very capable ball handlers yeah yeah two and then i and then trey you can you can throw a tray in there and you got length and athleticism to go up and get a pass yeah i mean my my initial look is brad's got the best team um, i think that's i mean it's I hard think that's to argue a good when you take. got um, i think yeah when you look at brogdon it's like well i just feel good about that group you know like yeah, Brad's Brad's Achilles Hill would be a really athletic backcourt, you know, quick backcourt, like NBA quick. Yeah, um, but see, the one thing I, I thought about that, like they got at least links. Malcolm could stay in front of you, you're right? Like yeah, Malcolm yeah. could I mean, do that thing like Tony always talks about. He's like, him, so. you know, he would do that thing. Where he's like, he just sit, you know sits down in front of you, know, you know, he does the hand motion, and you like he sits down in front of you and you know does the thing and turn your water off. Because um, I, I would love to see these teams play each other. Though. Know, That'd be right? so fun. Because yeah. I was like one. looking at my team, Brad's and I was like, like "Well, I was like, well, Ty Jerome and Reese Beekman will just like play to a draw, like because Reese will probably be able to." Stay Let me tell you what, them. Dave. If I could have, I if think I you should have taken have, Salt, man. If I could have, if I could, well, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know if Salt really helps me much. I think but, it does because I think you got a plenty of scoring. Like, do you do you need AG scoring? Well, I but yeah. see the thing about it is For I've already got Darion. Everything I can get from Salt that I need on my team, I already get from Darion. The problem with Brad's team is he doesn't have on the bench, he doesn't have a ball handler or a big somehow. Uh, fair con. But you have but you have multiple point guards in your starting lineup, I think. Like yeah, I would consider true. Malcolm Brogdon and like an on ball guard. Yeah. Um my t- my team, it's like I have one point guard that's like gonna handle the ball a lot, but I trust him. And then it's a bunch of dudes who are just gonna be shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not winning this tournament, but that was fun. It, I was really if DeAndre had fallen to me, and I, if you could pair DeAndre and a kill, there was so much versatility. I, yeah, that messed me up. I was really hoping Dre would fall to three. Yeah, he wasn't getting past two. Yeah, so it was. I mean, oh, unless unless time, Brogdon, unless Brogdon, unless like Joe Harris went first, and then I would have taken Brogdon, and then he would have fallen. Um, yeah, no, I thought Harris and Brogdon could potentially be one, two, and Hunter could fall. Um, but yeah, I don't but know. Yeah, when you Harris see the changes, you, I think the drop off is around like we there's three of us through probably like eight players, and then it's like, all right, now we're starting like the bottom of the third, start of the fourth round. It's like, all right, now we're kind of just throwing darts. Like, yeah, I mean, my option was to take Harris or Kyle Guy. Like, I took a kill early because I think he's a unicorn. Huff, I had to take early just because the only advantage I had was bigs. 
Um, and I think so you, I figured how Hauser would drop and I can, gives me some versatility, but yeah, can't really replace Beekman or, um, Jerome when it comes to point I, guards. I, I do think Dave that in the, in the final analysis, like <laughs> if you, if, if Akil Mitchell had somehow managed to fall to me, that, that, that's the, the like. That you would have made that pick easily. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh no, no. Akil would go. Yeah. I think Akil would go six. Uh, I know our, I know you guys. If I didn't know you guys from Adam, I wouldn't have picked a kill there. But I know you guys all the time. Yeah, because you could have given me Malcolm Brogdon, Ty Jerome, and Darion Atkins. Sorry, yeah. and uh, Akil Mitchell. It's a wrap. Like, may, maybe I still got to I got to hunt and find somebody to replace Trey because there was no way he was going to last. You know, six more picks to come back. To no, who are the, Trey, but who I think the he's players? Like who are the players that we had each other taking? Oh yeah, um, excuse me. So. I, I can had, tell you mine where I had Brad taking. Akil Mitchell and I had Dave taking Darion Atkins, so it That's just funny. flipped. I had uh, I had Dave taking Ty Jerome, interestingly enough, um, and I had Ferber taking uh, Dre. There's where my two. I had Brad taking Malcolm because I, I knew he had the number one pick. Yeah, um, and then I had Justin taking Cody Stat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Justin taking Ty Jerome. That's good. Number two. Oh, all right. Ty Jerome is probably my all time favorite UVA player. Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. I didn't mean taking him number two. I meant my second one. But I mean, I wasn't going to take him in the first round. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're we're an hour and a half in, so we should probably wrap this up. But yeah, folks, go go to the message board. Sound off. The message let, board. Let, let let us know uh, what you think. Um, I'm very curious to hear. Wait till we do a 22 round nice football draft next. 22 round draft. Oh, I'm hoping we do the other thing we do discussed. We'll hint at it on Twitter, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your programs. And if you're so inclined, give us a rating and review. We appreciate that. Now, if you're somebody who's found the pod, has not given us a look at the website yet, check us out, CavsCorner.com. Uh, not only do we have conversation around <laughs> all of this, uh, we've got um, a lot of basketball recruiting stuff. Houston is really cranking them out and, and doing a great job. Talk to um, several um, targets, including um, Jamie Kaiser, who called UVA his dream school. Um, I had a column on Monday uh, about a, a silly little clip on Twitter. Um, Ferber did uh, some really good stuff that uh, you guys are going to want to uh, definitely check out here. Come up soon. I, I kept one of them in the in the um, in the hopper for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, give us a look at the website, CavsCorner.com. Um, let's see. I want to thank My Perfect Franchise for their support of the website and of the show. You can visit MyPerfectFranchise.net for more information on how you can find freedom in your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. I also want to thank everybody out there for supporting the show, and of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for being graciously their time as always. I very much appreciate all that they do. So for David Spence and Justin Ferber and Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.